and welcome to another edition of Suze. Suze. So this is a mini episode. It's uh, Eleanor Morton, my only friend, and I. We went to see Bohemian Rhapsody. We're two Queen fans. I don't want to give any spoilers about the review, but I will tell you there are spoilers uh, about the film in this review. Although, like, if you don't know who Queen are and the fact that Freddie Mercury's dead, then I d- what? What are you, an alien? So that's coming up, and yeah, enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to Sue's on Film. We are doing a whistle-stop review Hi. of a uh, much-awaited film. I'm joined by Eleanor Morton. Hello. Thanks for joining me again, Eleanor. No, thank you. We've just seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Uh, we've been very much looking forward to it. Next to me on the couch, <laughs> to show you what a big Queen fan I am, next uh. to me is just one of my cats, Freddie Mercury, who keeps putting his foot on my arm. You can't it's see very it, but cute. you can imagine it. You might be able to hear him purring. Hang on. We'll see if that well, comes out. Probably not. Uh, my other cat is called Brian May. She's a little more elusive. We didn't know she was a girl. I like the, the real Brian May. Yeah, he's there bloody everywhere. <laughs> Can't get rid of him. He's on question time. Uh, so I come from this from a position of huge Queen fan. Eleanor, similar for you? So, very big fan myself, yes, yes. Probably not as much of a connoisseur, I would say. <laughs> I'm a bit of a basic bitch. Um, mostly the hits. Okay, you like the hits. But I, I love Freddie. And my favourite, John Deacon. Pemian Rhapsody tells us the story of Freddie Mercury's life as he joins Queen. We sort of start there. And uh, I won't tell you where it ends, but it wasn't my dream to see the dramatisation of Freddie Mercury dying of an incurable disease. But uh, the fact I didn't see it felt a little sanitary. Yes, I thought so. Um, I'm just going to put my cards on the table. I think I kind of hated this movie. (laughs) I found it palatable and durable. (laughs) And also, um, I think the performances carried it. They were good performances, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can see there was a lot of moments with some with some dubious dialogue and some <laughs> some parts where you're like, is this a parody of a movie about it Queen? It was, wasn't it? <laughs> like it was like, um, have you seen Walk Hard? Yeah, uh, no, the Dewey Finn story. The Dewey Cox no. story. Um, that Dewey, who's Dewey Finn? Dewey, I don't know. Oh, I made that up. <laughs> I want a film about him. The Dewey, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story is... Um, like a Judd Apatow film with John C. Riley playing this Johnny Cash yeah. style singer, and it's a piss take of music biopics, uh, and it's got all the things like he plays a, um, you know, he plays himself at fourteen, John C. Riley, oh, yeah, and yeah. he's there surrounded by fourteen-year-old boy actors. But they <laughs> often do. This film didn't make make that mistake. I mean, none of the actors aged at all. No, and <laughs> I think um, uh, Roger Taylor was aging backwards, like <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> Starring Ben Hardy as Roger Taylor, who was Ben in EastEnders. Uh, he was, Wait, were... not Ben with the glasses, Ben. Um, no, no, hang on, else? not Ben in EastEnders. Ian Beale's son, Peter. That's okay, I was yeah. going to say, I was oh, like, yeah, whoa, no. someone, was someone a... glowed up. Hey, hang on a minute, who's this Aryan prince yeah. that's been brought in to play Phil Mitchell's son? No, he played Ian Beale's son, Peter, who was always a hunk. Um, well, that and, makes more sense. Yeah, I was saying, though, that he hasn't looked any different for... Uh, 10 years so yep <laughs> the fact that hello freddie just gonna start looking all this up 
Good, good boy. My cat Aww. is... Uh, He's never looked like he's been so in love with me, so I don't know what... He knows where you've been. Hello, mate. Yes, we've been paying tribute to your namesake. He, um... Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury, Mm. and there's been a lot said about how good his performance is, and it was, uh, but the dialogue he was given was so Yeah, it was was a bit... Sometimes it it verged on parody. Yeah. uh, impression, Impression more than more than part but yeah, that's, you know, that's a, a hard line to I think walk there was some like real magic moments like when uh, the timeline's not correct but basically he bef- just before Live Aid he's diagnosed with HIV spoiler spoiler alert <laughs> there was a lot of uh, moments where it was like oh no what's gonna happen we all know exactly what happened <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but there was the moment he's diagnosed with HIV was very well done and he was that was quite like a powerful moment yeah it, I think it was because I went I imagined how Freddie Mercury, the man, must have felt when that happened. And that, yeah. that made me go a bit like, oh. Um, yeah, yeah. And their recreation of Live Aid was very faithful, but sort of unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it, w- it was a point where I was like, they should have just showed Live Aid here, because... Yeah. I mean... It's more impressive. Yeah, it is more impressive. Because you'll never recreate what Freddie Mercury actually did. No, so, so what's yeah. the point? Very weird film. Weird film. I'm. I was not expecting because I've seen that the reviews have been less than stellar, uh, but I wasn't expecting the film to be so strange. It was sort of this. Weird, it was like a first draft. Stop it! Oh, he's doing it again. He's so cute. Freddie. I think maybe the thing was that like it didn't know if it was a film about Queen or a film about Freddie Mercury. Mm, I think you're right. Yeah, and it was so busy trying to make them a unit, trying to make. John Deacon, Roger Taylor, and Brian May, yeah. this unit. We're a family. And Freddie, Freddie kind of... I think Freddie's looking at dagger. Freddie the cat is staring at Eleanor like he's never hated anyone so much <laughs> in his life. Freddie. Do you think Freddie's the reincarnation of Freddie? I think, I think just today he is. I mean, normally he's a useless sack of shit. <laughs> you're, you're a funny cat. It just, from everything I've read and heard about Queen, including interviews with the remaining mm. members... Freddie Mercury wasn't this troublemaker. Who, no, I think he went... was quite shy in real life, wasn't he? Yeah, and no, I've heard, I, I read definitely an interview with I think Brian May saying, well, if there were like if things got heated in the studio, he was always the one to go, guys, guys, calm down. Yeah, he seemed like a bit of a people pleaser actually, mm. as much as he was sort of quite flamboyant and um, out there. I think he also liked people to get on. Yeah, and there was that bit in the film. Where... <laughs> John Deacon, they've all fallen out with just Freddie Mercury. And yep. they've all, because he's go, he wants to go solo. They then show him recording his solo albums. And it, the idea is women are watch and go, whoa, what a, what a load of shit he is without Queen. Those albums are good. I mean, I don't know anything about them. <laughs> they've got they, The Great Pretender, his cover of The Great Pretenders on one of their oh, albums. Oh, yes. Okay, um, no, that's a good song. That uh, film, um, that song, uh, I was born to love you. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a great song, and that's in it. Anyway, uh, that's on those albums. Roger Taylor was the one who went off and went solo first. Mm. But they didn't... It was like they took a hiatus of about a year. I think it was just... I think I just... In real life, it was all just a lot of meetings in offices, yes. which wouldn't have made a good film. But no, then maybe, maybe... They maybe had they to have this epic fallout. It was, a, it was strange, because there is enough drama in Queen's life without 
them injecting things like Freddie Mercury let them all yeah. down and he has to beg them to reform for Live Aid and they're going but Freddie we haven't played together in years oh like, no you definitely have um, <laughs> also I, I was got the impression not that I know anything about this but I felt like his family were quite were su- quite supportive or just certainly I, I don't know enough about that but they it did feel quite cliched in the film that he had these very traditional like stoic Indian father parents who yeah, is, yeah. Who are like, Farouk, you bring shame on the family. Call me Freddy now. Oh, I see it's Freddy now, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, like, like, This all sounds like bullshit. <laughs> no, I, as far as I'm aware, his family seemed quite supportive mm. and sort of... Also, I'm quite sure aware of his sexuality from quite a young age. and I'm sure. Just not that bothered by it. That's yeah. what I got from it, but don't yeah, who sue me. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it's just weird handling. Like, his parents watch... His dad's finally proud of him when yes. Live Aid happens. He's like... Also, he, on the day of Live Aid, where apparently Queen haven't played together for years, yeah. uh, on that same day, he goes to find a guy who he's met once called Jim Hutton, who is a real man, who is Freddie Mercury's like, Do you think that's what happened, George? Do you think they I just started dating? I guarantee that's like not what couple. happened. I mean, maybe they did meet years beforehand, but they meet, basically they meet at a hardcore party and talk all night. And then this Jim Hutton guy goes, hey, Freddie. Give me a call. I, I like you, Freddie, but give me a call when you like yourself. Like, yeah. this never happened. But whatever. <laughs> and then uh, they, they, Freddie finds him in the phone book um, and then finds him on the day of Live Aid and says, come with me. And he goes, where's um, Heathrow? In, in I guess Heathrow's fairly near... It's southwest London. Wembley then, isn't it? It's no. not impossible to be near Wembley. Oh, had you? Oh, it would be like probably an hour and a half drive. Because I'm thinking, because he worked at Heathrow because he lived near there. Like with his parents. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. So I was just thinking, sense. what's the logistics of <laughs> yeah. going to his parents' house and meeting wherever Jim Hutton lives? <laughs> yes. And then going to, like, I mean, I was just thinking of the traffic. It's very I stressful. They did it. And he was there in his big Rolls Royce. But it's on the day of Live Aid, he's like, um, would you like to come have tea with me, Jim? Yes, I would, thanks, Freddie. At my parents' house. And he introduces him. And they're like, so, um, Jim, how do you know Freddie? And he holds Jim's hand. And he goes... He's my friend. Like, well, yeah, he is. That's not the question we asked. <laughs> but, like, they're trying to... This, that's, you know, why would he introduce him to his parents if it's that difficult on the second well, day they've Well, this is what I'm thinking. I, I'm, I'm just like, it doesn't really fly that, like... I mean, I, I guess they're speeding up the process by which he becomes a very important uh, guy that he's in a relationship with. But yeah. it seems like if someone said to you, like... Jewish. Let's finally go out. Do you want to meet my parents? Yeah. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 beep, beep, back up, ready. And, uh, oh, my mum's just got back. Um, what else did I not like about this? <laughs> <laughs> you, so, did you ever see the Margaret Thatcher film, Iron Lady, with Meryl Streep? I, I think I saw half of it on TV once. Okay. And then I hate that movie. And Margaret Thatcher, I love Freddie Mercury oh, so much. Oh, but Susie, you know Thatcher's just a person like you and me. She's just a woman like you and me. And the most interesting thing about her, hello, mum. Um, and the most interesting <laughs> thing about Margaret Thatcher is, of course, her senility. Yes. And that is what that film uh, covers. Because that's the most interesting thing about Margaret Thatcher, the fact that she uh, lost her marbles by the end. And I similarly, so. with this... With, with this film, I was like, I feel like they were focusing on all, all the least interesting yeah. parts of Freddie Mercury's life and messing up the timeline to an extent that seemed unnecessary. 
yeah, and and so he says he he get t- he gets diagnosed before Live Aid, which is wrong. Yeah, seemingly like the day before. Live Aid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> but he didn't until a couple of years later. But I mean, fine. And how he, Mum, you don't have to sneak around. I've just said <laughs> it's a podcast. We're not making a race. Oh god, Sam, Sarah, Sarah. Oh well, we are recording for about five more minutes. Yeah, I'm leaving this in the podcast. It's raw, man. Oh. Just like Freddie Mercury's life that we just <laughs> didn't see on screen. Suze wasn't happy with it. You didn't like it, Mum. No. I no. was fine. Yeah, I, la- I laughed a lot, though. But I, I did in. I did There was just it. some great one-liners. What about, um, oh, what what about his mate? His mate, Paul, who's like... Oh, yeah, the, the, the evil villain. <laughs> so was that... A, is, that must be a real he person. He was a real guy, yeah. Um... And a lot of people do say, like, oh, he introduced Freddie to the hardcore party scene. Um, and it never really establishes, are they in a relationship? Or is yeah, because he, sort of, yeah, he comes on to him and around, like, uh, no, you've got it all wrong, Paul. But then but then he sort of hangs around him anyway. But yeah. then he just has a lot of lines he where, like... He works for the band. Freddie, like, when Freddie's in Germany and they his friends keep trying, like, Mary and his manager <laughs> keep trying to call him. And Paul picks up the phone and goes, sorry. Freddie can't answer right Freddy now. Freddie can't come to the phone right now, I'm afraid. And then you just let him go, Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> he had a massage. Freddie will never <laughs> his massage. <laughs> also, every, every member of the band seemed to have, like, one personality trait. Like, Brian May was sassy. Yeah. John Deacon was dry. And Roger Taylor always had a girl in his arms. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> we're nearly done. We're just, um, we're just slagging off, uh, the Freddie Mercury Beheem, movie. Yeah. <laughs> We've just seen it. Um, yeah, we probably should wrap things up in a second anyway. Uh, a, a mini podcast. So... Ooh. I think it, I thought I thought it was entertaining enough if you like Queen. It was fun. Like, yeah. I, I did have fun. I don't... I don't think... Um, I don't, definitely don't think it was a masterpiece. No. But I just, you know, I like... I just wish I could see Freddie Mercury, I guess. That's what I'm trying this to say. This is it. And I watched a documentary on him. I'm going to close with this. Uh, oh. I, there's a documentary on iPlayer at the moment called Queen Rock the World. Uh, it was sort of filmed in 77, I think. Yeah. And there's loads of footage of the band just hanging out and yeah. Freddie Mercury just being behind the scenes. And like he's so delightful. Yeah, he looks and so they, nice. And they have such a nice, yes. easy relationship with each other. And there's a bit where they're arguing on stage yeah. uh, before a show where you can hear Brian going, well, Freddie, we can't just get it right immediately. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Like, and they just... I'd, I'd much rather watch that yeah. than... It's just nice watching people... And it's also really interesting to see how people work when they put stuff together mm. and how people like that yeah. do create music. So basically, I think... Freddie Mercury himself is difficult to distill on mm. screen. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think you can create what they no. were on screen that easily. Uh, I'll, I'll be controversial and say I would mm. rather watch that film than... Um, uh, what's it called? Book of Henry. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what's the... Uh, we Will Rock You. Oh, the We Will Rock You musical. Yeah, I'd rather yes. watch. The, the, that show is awful. Unless I ever get cast in it, in which case it's the best. What a great club. show. I don't think I will be. <laughs> So, guys, I hope that's helped you make up your mind on Bohemian Rhapsody. As you can see, I'm on the fence. What would you give it f- uh, stars-wise? Two out of five. Oh, I'd give it three. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a strong three. For I had a pleasant enough afternoon. <laughs> I had a... Uh, me too. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> but what I want to do now is watch their live aid performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And uh, I think you should too. Guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And... Uh, 
Dodo Meryl drugs. Streep made a great scene on Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Goodbye. Find me somebody to there you go, little review of Bohemian Rhapsody out in cinemas now. Maybe you'll feel differently about it, uh, but you'd be wrong. So sorry to sorry to tell you that. Uh, news: You can come and see Johnny Woo's All Star Brexit Cabaret at the ENO, London's Coliseum, on December seventeenth. I'm in that playing David Cameron, his little sample of uh, what I do. I go, <laughs> so that's worth watching and. If you want to follow Eleanor on Twitter, you can. Eleanor, at Eleanor Morton. At Eleanor Morton on Twitter. Uh, give her a follow. And follow me, at Suze UK, S-O-O-Z-U-K. It's all lovely. Yeah, see you soon. <laughs>